Welcome to the Burkey Believe Podcast, a show dedicated to our fantasy football league as we continue our journey to obtain the coveted Burgundy jacket. The journey gets close to ending day after day. I'm Mackenzie Smith, joined tonight by league mates Colton Sullivan, Hayden Smith. Week 11 and 12 in the books this week. How's it going tonight? If I had two of them, you'd hear it twice. <laughs> well, I'll give you one as well. That's, that's um, for, that's for oh, crazy. my God. I got to be better about that, dude. That, that just wrecked this monitor. <laughs> just that's, uh, There's beer all over the screen. Yeah, that is not, not a good look. The, the, way, the way my last two weeks have been. The, the beer's been all over the screen for the last <laughs> Call me Michael Waddell, because I'm in the hunt, boys. Easy. <laughs> Easy now, killer. I bet a bunch, of, a bunch of people probably won't get that Michael Waddell reference, but I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I know I knew where I knew where you were going with it. Colton knows Michael Waddell. I know I know Michael Waddell. For all you kids at home, you can look that one up and you'll laugh whenever you see it. Guess, guess I'll have to. Guess that's all I'm getting. Yep. Guess I'll have to. Yeah, just, just, just Google it. Google it at about <laughs> one a.m. and then you'll have a, a silent chuckle. You're like, man, that was a pretty good joke, Aiden. That was a good one. So would I not? Would I not chuckle if I googled it at like nine a.m. on a Tuesday? I mean, you might. It just depends on what your early morning humor's like. It's pretty, pretty usual. Um. We got we uh, skipped a week last week. Everybody was eating or whatever, so uh, didn't do that. Um, everybody have a good, good old, good old holiday. I did. I spent mine working uh, during the day, but I was able to do Thanksgiving with my family after I got home from work. Thursday I was going to ask you at least have like a sandwich or something. For- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I had, <laughs> had, I only had turkey on Thursday, but I had ham for like four days. The following four days after Thanksgiving, ham superior a, to turkey. Anyway. Oh yeah, you, they're, they're the only way that you make turkey superior is if you fry it and like take extra good care of it. But with a ham, you can literally toss it in the oven and give two shits about it for the next four hours, and then pull it out, <laughs> and it's delicious. I do. I do think that a a well cooked turkey is superior. Yeah, yeah. To like, a ham. Like you can like, if you literally baby a turkey and do everything in the world to it do injections butter basting the right seasoning yada 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 so on and so forth you can make it better but if you get someone that doesn't know what they're doing a turkey oh it's gonna be the worst yeah it's like it's like chewing on a freaking it's like chewing on a shoe you gotta pull the old (laughs) play out of the playbook where you get your roll you get some mashed potatoes and gravy and make you like a little Little oh, the little Thanksgiving sandwiches! Mm-hmm. Oh, bro, <laughs> that was like yeah, Thursday in the lunchroom yeah. is what that is. What take, that is. Take, take one of those little <laughs> tiny rolls, split it in half, put some mashed potato in there, a little slice of turkey or ham. I don't know if I'd put any potato in there. Oh no, potato definitely goes oh, on those mm-hmm. rolls. Yes, sir. Mashed potato <laughs> with all of the gravy. Me and Colton know what we're talking about. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I'm not against it. I, I would. I would, uh, I'd take it for sure. Thanksgiving uh, sandwiches out of the leftovers is like one of the best parts that there are to holidays. Yeah. We, we uh, also cook a similar meal whenever we do Christmas and it's like Thanksgiving 2.0 just with, yeah. just with presents. Oh, a good, a good, like lumpy gravy that's been in the fridge for like two days 
is be gravy. <laughs> yeah, man. When it's all it all like rises to the top, you stir it around, you know that it's like <laughs> you've, lost, you've lost me. Yeah. I was fine with gravy. I was totally fine with gravy on the uh, dude, I've, I've, But you, you know what I'm talking about. Whenever you know, or you know, like whenever you you make a soup and it's been in the fridge for yeah. a while and all the, the good stuff rises to the top, yeah. you know, like yeah. that, gravy does the same thing. Pull the film off the top of the yeah yeah that's a good gravy <laughs> hey Hayden you remember the last time that I remember us going to South Fork truck, truck stock had the good yeah. old gravy with the film on it and the, yeah, you the rock solid biscuits off the top of the gravy <laughs> yeah you, you could make a make a freaking ping pong tabletop out of the bowl of gravy that we had and, and the biscuit you could <laughs> rob a bank with you could throw it through the window <laughs> That's what happens whenever you go to a truck stop at 3 a.m. Whenever you're, (laughs) what what was my request that night? (laughs) You wanted a you wanted key lime pie, and she brought it to you after she brought us our receipts, and you were like, "No, I'm good. I'm done. I'm not paying for this key lime pie either." (laughs) Yeah, and she she didn't bring you the didn't bring you the cheese sticks. What a disaster! (laughs) Well, speaking speaking of uh, disaster. Um, we've got, we, I mean, you guys want to go too much into week 11? I mean, we, we, uh, we're, oh, I mean, we skipped week 11. Uh, um, yeah. just kind of, I mean, we can say wins and losses here. Yeah, I, I, say, uh, I say we just give the recap for those, right? For those lists, Jay Clark, not involved. Jay Clark had a great week, took me out, and my team did her out as well. He beat me 139 to 124. Um, Jay Bell over Luke the dump 123 to 101. Diggins big game 140 to 100 against you Colton, yeah. and then uh, Forrest 110 loss to uh, Logan 117, and then a, a little bit of a pillow fight down here with Hayden at 90 for Antoine 77, um, and uh, got it got it done there, but. Um, yeah, just like with you, Colton, the double the double crack open <laughs> today yeah. for me. Um, <clears throat> rough times. That uh, that was that was a rough week, but this week, um, kind of go ahead and get it get back into it. Into week twelve, we have got. I mean, this is it. This is week twelve. We're in week thirteen. After this, uh, it's playoff time. Um, so playoffs. Kinda, yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, so starting off here to uh, do a little recap. I mean, how are you guys feeling about the past week? Not good. I lost to the dump. The dump is on fire. <laughs> the dump was literally on fire. 141 <laughs> to 121. The dump poured it on me like some caught, Thanksgiving gravy. He may have caught fire a little too late, though. <laughs> the lumpy Thanksgiving gravy. <laughs> yeah, he poured some lumpy Thanksgiving gravy all over the place. I, I think that's why Camara looks so rough. I think he had some lumpy uh, lumpy Thanksgiving gravy. Yeah. He got outshined big time. And that is uh, right. Do you, do you believe that to be due to Taysom Hill? Yes, I do. Because Drew you said you were taking a nap. Drew Brees, yeah, I was. But the week before, whenever Kamara suffered, it was because Taysom Hill was actually playing the game like a quarterback. He was taking shots down the field, 
instead of doing the old Drew Brees, you know, five-yard dump off to Kamara, and Kamara gets all of his yardage on the ground. That just that doesn't happen with a running back. They're not really running routes down the field per se that often, and uh, he's just, he's it's a it's a product of what the offense has to work with right now. And unlike Logan, I'm actually hoping for Drew Brees to hurry up and come back before these playoffs come around because he's yeah. he's been getting the benefit of Michael Thomas, which you know that's that's up in the air still on how good it's actually been, uh, but. You know, at least Taysom Hill took shots to him. Yeah, so big problem for you there, obviously. And Aaron Jones yeah, and having a down. And I'm suffering with Aaron Jones too. Both both of the backup running backs for my RB one and RB two outscored their their upper echelon running back. <laughs> Jamal Williams did better than Aaron Jones, and Latavius Murray did better than. Alvin Kamara, and I own all four of them. Right. I mean, uh, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones are, I mean, they're 17 carries, 17 carries. I mean, yeah. equal across the board yeah, there. This, this is basically uh, turned into a split backfield is what they turned into. It, that's what it looks like from this. Um, you know, I mean, who's who's getting more? <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's no longer a, a change of pace kind of deal. Like, it's, okay, you know, we'll give – 50% to come or not Camara. We'll get 50% to Jones and 50% to right. Williams and just see what happens with the both of them. Whoever gets more yardage, gets more yardage. Right. Aaron Jones is still obviously the start and he's getting the receptions. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was one so, thing I did notice. Williams made all of his on the ground, whereas Jones actually did have a few catches. So I'm not sounding the alarm, but I'm silently sounding the alarm. Like, you know, come on guys. You know, we're, we're, <laughs> We're fixing to go into playoffs. Let's not start doing this now. <laughs> Could have done that like let's, six weeks yeah, ago. Let's go back to what we were doing at the beginning of the season where Camaro was getting 30-plus and, and Jones was getting 30-plus. Like, you know, come on. Let's pick up the pace again here, guys. Yeah. Uh, but then you got you got Luke over here with Austin Eckler on the rise. Um, which which uh, Johnson is this? Dennis Johnson, Duke Johnson, that Deontay is, uh, Johnson. That is Duke Johnson. The, <laughs> junior, Derek Johnson. Junior to be specific. Duke oh, Johnson. Duke. Yeah, he's a, he's the he's the Johnson Junior yeah. uh, on the back of the jersey there. Um, yeah, uh, running backs killed you here, Luke's Luke's side. The the <laughs> yeah. dump caught fire. The dump caught fire, and the running backs left town. <laughs> I mean, right. hell, he he torched me for the most part on his wide receiver too, and his tight end. I mean, it, it just it was just a freaking shootout, man. Yeah, Devontae Parker, uh, you know, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick had the start in Miami, um, and so that always looks good for Parker. Fifteen points, uh, eight fourteen, one nineteen. AJ Brown came in like a bat out of hell. And just torched me across the lineup with Christian Kirk. Yeah, torched it. Yeah, those two are hard to compare. Got beat uh, by twenty points on one position. <clears throat> Hayden, you got anything on this one? What do you think? No, I think I think you have uh, <laughs> pretty much covered this slaughter. Slaughter, a word in, a word in over here. <laughs> there ain't much to say about. 
Speak up, son. It was it was bad from the get go. Whenever whenever Luke's team picked up pace, it didn't slow down. So, right. All right. Well, moving on to the uh, Jordan Bell of or the Jordan Bowl of twenty twenty, uh, Jay Bell versus Jay Clark. Uh, yikes! Very similar <laughs> to the Iron Bowl this year. Baby, so man, uh, Jay Clark 79 to Jay Bell's 128. Uh, what hurt him? An absolute the top slaughter. two, yeah, Alan Murray and Dalvin Cook. <clears throat> yeah, those, those two having arguably their worst games. Uh, man, he finally got rid of John o. Smith five times, caught two of them. Did Jono Smith get hurt? Is that why he had zero, or did he just literally not get targeted? Looks like an injury. Yeah, he's got a knee injury. Yeah, but I mean, like, during the game, did he get hurt? Because he, he didn't have that questionable tag until today. I think. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. The news just yeah. says. Um, it doesn't say. I just looked at it. It doesn't say anything. That's weird. I, but I, I do remember him having zero at the end of the game and me just – kind of thinking like, you know, what the hell happened to him? Right. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's had a decision here with Amari Cooper, um, for a while. I don't know if he's been getting the start, but, um, you know, trust in the Cowboys is always up in the air, but I'm over, trust in the Cow- I'm over here laughing because I just looked at Amari Cooper and then saw the score of 41 to 16, Washington and the Cowboys. I did not know yeah. it was that bad. <laughs> That's all Antonio Gibson uh, on the oh, other side yeah. there. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, apparently on the other side, it was just all Amari Cooper. Um, so so what do you do there? When does when does he get to start over Giovanni Bernard? I mean, is that worth a is that worth a bonehead there? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know, man. Boy, have you lost your mind? I'll help you find it. We're going to go ahead and do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, at the same time, I, I feel bad for saying yeah, but at the same time, I don't because Gio Bernard is not as good of a running back as Joe Mixon, and Joe Mixon is arguably good, great at for Cincinnati. But, you know, Joe Cincinnati's Burrow, just, just – yeah. situation. Yeah, whenever Joe right. Joe Burrow went down, that entire offense suffered because you don't have a passing game, you don't have a running game. It's just a bad offense. Like it, it, it went back to being the lackluster Cincinnati offense we're used to seeing. As much as I want Brandon Allen to rise to the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they needed him in Denver this past week. Yeah, yeah, Denver's probably feeling pretty rough about letting him go. Why would we do it? Had to start an undrafted practice squad wide receiver at quarterback. Yeah, about that. I'm sure that we will talk about it as we go along, but um, J. Bell's team looks great in this matchup. Yeah, but coming up, he's losing Will Fuller, probably losing Josh Jacobs this week. Uh, Tyler Lockett has been a letdown recently. so Pat Mahomes is carrying the uh, carrying the team from here on out for him. 
Yeah, because if if you if you look at his bench trying to fill those spots that he's losing is almost impossible. Mainly because he has so many other running backs chilling over there. I mean, he's got Le'Veon Bell in the stable. He's got Carlos Hyde in the stable. Stable. He's got Booker in the stable. You know, and no other wide receivers really to replace. Or that would replace Will Fuller or Lockett. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. We, I mean, we we got a bunch of teams that are all playoff caliber teams that are going into the playoffs with some serious disabilities. Some serious <laughs> disabilities. It's, yeah, I, I don't I don't think we're gonna have any high or any super high scoring blowout games. There there'll probably be some blowout games, but it'll be like one hundred nine to seventy nine or something like that. But you know, yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on from this one. Talk about uh, – I always want to call Diggins the dump because his name is literally the dumpster. That was dumpster fires. Uh, Diggins versus Antoine. Antoine lightening up 148 to Diggins 128. Um, big game for Antoine for sure. Just trying to keep away from that diggy. Big game for Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Jesus, man. 269 yards and three touchdowns. In like the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> He had two of those in the first quarter. Oh, my God, man. It's not worth noting it. Antoine absolutely just shit all over digging in this matchup, like playoff implication-wise, too. If Diggins yeah. would have won this game, his playoff chances would have been so much better. But here, yeah. here comes the Razorback <laughs> to beat Alabama. <laughs> just to ruin their college playoff hopes. That's what this was. This was like in uh, the fact that he won that he won that game with a defense that got one point and a flex position that got negative two point seven eight. Literally took yeah, points away right. from his total until <clears throat> just won by absolute margin. <clears throat> yeah, I mean Tyreek Hill is an instant win this week. I, I'd like to know someone that had him on, on their team and lost. Yeah. I'm sure I'm uh, sure there's somebody with that kind of bad luck out there. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure it didn't happen very often. Plus, he had the the Bears, his Bears players go off. I mean, right? I wouldn't have. I think if you'd have told Antoine each one of those players what he got then, he would have taken it. He's he is he's putting the trust in Naheem Hines now. Naheem Hines is getting it done. He's not getting it done for seven seventy worth seventy two seventy two dollars. If I can say that sentence, um, <laughs> but it's uh. You know, over 10 points. That's what you want from a guy you pick off the waivers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what I, – I saw where you said that the Todd Gurley-Antonio Gibson trade is looking really bad now. What actually happened to Gurley where he was out this week? Because I noticed he didn't play. Oh, he's – he's. I think he'll be fine. Um, his injury is not um, – It's not his knee, know, it's, is it? It's not a world beating. I mean, it is. It is his knee, um, but he is. Uh, he still didn't practice today, so gotcha. who knows what's up with that? Um, <clears throat> but I, I, I traded for Gurley because at that point I had figured I was making it to the playoffs. Yeah, um, you were just trying to and, get something else working to see what it would do. And I think that he'll. I th- if he sits this week, that's fine. I don't need a win this week. I'll have a bye week next week. 
Um, I need Gurley for for weeks uh, 15 and 16, and I think that he will be pretty solid for that time. Um, however, he's, he's, Antonio he's got to make it to that point. However, Antonio Gibson is on fire, yeah. and would I rather have Antonio Gibson? One hundred percent. I hate myself for making that trade. Um, I mean, I didn't realize it was that. I I'm, I understand it was the Cowboys' defense, but like just watching him because I actually did watch a little bit of that game while I was at work. Whenever it was going on, fundamentally, dude looks like he's a monster. Like the way he runs the ball. Oh, he's he's incredible. <clears throat> um, and and seeing the seeing the ones that he had popped off. Um, Early and earlier on on in the year uh, was incredible, and they you know they just weren't really giving him a whole lot of opportunity to to do what needed to be done. And now it is it is on, and I don't see him slowing down a whole lot. Um, I think I mean I think Gibson next year is is a is a top tier pick, but um, yeah, so that hurts me to see that. But I am happy for the guy, I guess. Um, mad at myself for drafting him and not uh, not sticking it out. But it is what it is. Anything else on this one? Noteworthy? Good win by Antoine. <clears throat> yeah. He's just prolonging the pain of getting the diggy, though. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like this league has turned into basking in the glory of the burgundy to avoiding the misery of the dick. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a kind of like, it uh, <laughs> it's, like every- it's less about winning and it's more about not losing. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's totally fine with finishing second through ninth place as long as you don't get <laughs> it's okay. Or first through ninth yeah. place. Like, Hey, if I win this year, cool. I didn't get the I didn't get the diggy. Oh, I came in nine. Everybody wins. Oh, I didn't get the diggy. I think the worst two places to finish are number ten or number two. Yeah, yeah, you're you right. Second, you were that close. If you finished ninth, you're you were that close to getting the diggy. For sure. Um. Yeah. Sucks to suck. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, no, we got two more. Um, let's see. I haven't talked about mine yet from last week, which was almost squeaked out a win here. Yeah. Um, uh, it it kind of turned. Honestly, I think. Um, I think if I'm not going to do the math right here right now, but um, I think if Forrest, if the the Steelers and Ravens had not have played. I think it would have had 96 points um, with the Matt Ryan, um, Chenault, and Cam Akers on his bench. Um, so, really, the outcome has not really changed much at all um, as to if that game was played or not. And it came down to Wednesday afternoon football. <laughs> I enjoyed that, man. I had a little bit of a gap in between appointments, and it was kind of cool to just watch football in the middle of the week. <laughs> I mean, you got you got Wednesday afternoon football, and then the next day you get to look forward to Thursday night football. Yeah, is there Thursday night? Is there? I don't, I don't think there's a game tonight. Except you don't. Except you yeah. Don't. Except you don't. Now we get penalized <laughs> because we had midweek football. 
Yeah, I think we're getting to Tuesday night. Yeah, I got home yesterday, and it was so weird getting home and turning on the fourth quarter of the NFL game. All right. (laughs) Felt like you were going back in time and watching the NFL Classic, didn't it? Yeah, well, uh, Brady looked terrible. Um, Do not allow that (laughs) stat line to fool you. Um, it was, that's a, that's a lot of garbage time right there. Um, you know, you can see it, two interceptions and a carry for a sack and a 27, 41, uh, not looking good again, got him for the playoffs. So hoping that is okay, but, uh, that's a big yikes right now. I, everybody, or I say everybody, the majority of everyone else showed up for you and at least, you know, did their part helping carry it along. Justin Jefferson again with another. What, are, what game are you looking yeah, at, bud? <laughs> specifically, specifically, Justin. I mean, they, they gave you enough for a win is what I meant. Justin Jefferson. I didn't win. You didn't win? Oh, you didn't. Sorry, I, was, no. I, I looked at the scores, and then I scrolled down, and I thought you were – my bad. What are you rubbing in to give me some <laughs> – what you meant to say, Colton, is they did just enough to lose for you. <laughs> they, they did just enough to lose extremely close for you. Don't mind me over here. Yeah, making a close game. Good loss by five points. Um, my how bad. Much, I how looked much time at, does Ezekiel Elliott have left on this contract? This is, is this his he, he just He just renewed, like, last year, wasn't he? Yeah, he got paid a ton of money. Yeah, he got paid a whole shit ton of money last year. I guess he just quit. Because he was uh, he was doing the holdout, he was holding out last year, um, or was that the year before? Looks like he's, he held out against Washington last week. Yeah, he's is he still holding out? Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't watch the Cowboys anymore. Um, I'm at the state. I'm at the state of fantasy football where the first like ten weeks I watch literally everything, like red zone, all the highlight plays. I'm in it for like as many snaps as I can possibly watch. Um, now I just watch the chiefs and that's about it. Like I'm, I'm not really, <laughs> not really in a lot of this other stuff. So I don't know what happened in this game. Just bad all the way around. Dream hunt, not getting you what he has been. Scary man. Uh, talk about it later, but going up against Chubb, uh, he's got an injury. The injuries are a little scary. Probably what's happening with uh, with that. And th- you know, if he was healthy, that hurts Chubb. Um, yeah. You know, because they they split it out a little bit. But if Chubb's good to go, they're sending him everything. So, yeah. um, R.I.P. to that. <clears throat> um, Try to take a shot on Michael Pittman, um, who's had a pretty couple decent games. But man, it's just. You're right, Colton. I mean, Justin Jefferson looks great. He's been solid most weeks, but uh, my team is is ha- is gassed right now. Um, and this is the consistency that you will see from the Pillow Fighters for the next few weeks. So get used to that. Hey, as long as it get it, it it'll it's it's at least going to get you into round two of the playoffs. So yeah, man. I told you guys last time that I've been watching a lot of Vikings, and so I've got this sacrificial pit outside with some the you know some goats ready to sacrifice to odin and all the other the fantasy gods or whoever they are um so uh that's that's how the only way i can win at this point 
So that's understandable. <laughs> solid, solid tactic. That's that's it. Uh, but uh, I, I don't yeah, we the neighbors, but it's solid tactic. <laughs> Paint my face white out there with the all the yeah. Uh, what do you think about Forest Team? Barely getting it done here. He's got a lot of high ceiling. Uh, I don't know if that's if that's the way to put it. He has a lot of potential to score a lot of points or just be really average. <laughs> his his guys are touchdown dependent. Is what right. it is. Because the only reason Juju looks good here is because Juju got a touchdown. If Juju went eight for nine for 37 yards, you'd be like, well, there we go. We're back to old Juju. But he got a touchdown out of it. So that's a good thing. Uh, really, his consistency comes from Mike Davis, depending upon the, the matchup, and Devontae Adams. Right. That's like the two solid spots in his team. And Julio, if he's healthy, um, yeah. I got to pass on him this week. He, he he was stuck with the uh, do I start Ronald Jones or do I start Fournette? So he started both of them. Yeah, and I was just about to mention that. That's, that's a mess. That's right rough. There. Yeah, that's that's one where the team really screwed up the running back spot by taking Fournette and picking them up. But you know that's that, that's something you just buy into whenever you take them. Uh, I don't think anyone would have comfortably said that Cam Makers was going to be that much better than Leonard Fournette this week. Or last week. Oh, no. So, I mean, that's just a, a, a byproduct of the team and usage, not necessarily making a bad decision. For sure. It was enough to get so. him to win regardless. Now now that yeah. I'm actually looking at that with both of my eyes and not just one of them trying to look across the screen. All right, well, let's move on to some big boys here. Hayden Logan last week. Hayden, 145 to 113. Is that the uh, – Nope, Antoine beat him. Antoine beat him. Oh, Antoine, Antoine, 148. Man, Hayden, I was about to brag. We had a 148, a 147. I think, because I got worst manager this week in the little sleeper thing because I had a zero on my team this week. Yeah, Darius Slayton. Had some big scores this week, 148, a 145. Uh, started old Jervis Landry. The dump had 141. And the dump had 141. How could I forget? <laughs> uh, Derek Henry, man. Hayden, you have you have had one of the worst teams all year, and you have a potential to win the entire the entire league again. <laughs> it's it's happening right now. I'm just, I'm just a smart <laughs> son of a bitch. You can't see it. Like Hey, here's here's one for you. Tell me how dumb I look dropping Jarvis Landry after holding him for 12 weeks on my bench, and then he goes out in week 13 and gets 24 points. Yeah, pretty wild on Hayden's uh, bench. I appreciated that. You love was, to see it. I was looking. For, I say this. I was looking for someone just to throw in there because um, I was like, I need a wide receiver just to put it in play and just know that he's going to be on the field. Jarvis Landry was that person. I was like, fuck, he's on waivers. Let me get him. And then I went back and forth. I had him in my lineup, and I'm like, oh, Slayton against the Bengals. Slayton's my boy. Me and him go back to the last playoff season. I was like, let's get it rolling again. 
I'm done with Slayton. <laughs> I'm done with Slayton. I'm done with Slayton. No no, we ain't boys no more. We, we, ain't, we, ain't, we ain't tight. We ain't tight no more. We ain't even on speaking boys terms no more. <laughs> I think it's more problems more to Daniel Jones than anything, but guilty by association. <clears throat> The, the the minister of defense over here would have been great if he could have played all three of his defenses. Yeah. Man, the minister of defense is pissing me off. I need a defense so bad. And also a quarterback this week so bad. And Logan's got them all. <laughs> he's only got one quarterback, so he's okay there. No, he's got two this week. He oh, picked oh, up Kirk oh, Cousins. Did, oh, that's right. He did pick up Cousins. I remember. That, was my, that was my quarterback I wanted, so... <laughs> Hey, whenever uh, I think it was two weeks ago, whenever I picked up Jared Goff, the sole purpose for me getting Goff was like a, a playoff matchup kind of deal, and I was like, hmm, "Do I pick up Kirk Cousins now, or do I pick him up later, or do I get Jared Goff now, or wait till later?" I'm like, "Nah, somebody else is going to snag this." So I went ahead and took Goff over Cousins, and we so we see what happened there. Jared Goff just looks like Jared Goff right now. Hmm. I think he got three points or something like that. It's bad at the quarterback spot, in case you don't know. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, but at the same time, the wide receivers produce. I know that uh, um, Robert Woods had a pretty decent game. I know Cooper Cup didn't, but uh, Logan's about to get a lot of his a lot of money's worth out of uh, Brandon Cooks here. For real. Um, but the uh, Will Fuller news. Man cut his hair off, all of a sudden got great at football. It was too good to be true. <laughs> Dang performance enhancing drugs, bud. Yeah, you think that he needed his hair to not be... Uh... <laughs> I don't know, man. I, last year he had like two blowout games and he had, he had, had his long, you know, traditional Will Fuller hair. This year, dude comes in with like a shaggy buzz cut, and he's like the hottest thing the Texans have ever seen since DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, he got rid of his Hopkins hair. Too good to be true, man. Can't, can't, uh, just, that's, can't just ride a good haircut for that long. It's got to be something else. That is uh, really disappointing. Um, you know, it – performance enhancement drugs and all that. And you know, the odds are, I don't know because I didn't look into anything on it just to see like what it even was. There's a lot of guys that have been popped for performance enhancing drugs and it's stuff that either has previously been okayed for use or something that was like prescribed by a team physician that they were just unaware that it was actually on the radar as being a excluded supplement drug prescription whatever it was like, i mean if, I, if, I don't know any, if any it specific been, if it could have been something like that though he would have appealed his in six game suspension there'd have been oh, he, he didn't appeal. he didn't appeal it at all no oh he straight up was like yeah guilty yeah, see you guys in no, six no, weeks man, <laughs> yeah. well in, in, in that see I, that's what i meant i didn't look at anything on it so yeah. in that case no, yeah no, he, no. he was probably trying to get something <laughs> There was no question. He's like, my bad. See you guys in a little bit. All right, All right boys. I'm heading to the house. We'll see you later. 
was, <laughs> he was behind the next on station down there in Houston buying drugs in a dark alley. <laughs> uh, hey, did you plan on riding out Taysom Hill? Um, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought I might good, but that was more of a defense play against Michael Thomas. Yeah. Against Logan last week. <laughs> yeah, it's a good play for sure. Out Taysom Hill. Nope. Nine completions for 78 yards, but I mean, two Denver, I mean, it was Denver. I don't really know how yeah. much you can right. off this. Is Denver yeah, that's, that's a scratch game. Um, but uh, running, yeah, I mean, backs, I'm, I'm, yes, it's a yeah. You're like you're scary. you're a okay in the running back department right now, man. <laughs> Not to mention, I got Gallman, twenty four carries, ninety four yards, a touchdown, and then uh, looming in the underbelly of the team, we got David Johnson, who was looking good and making progress. So I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked about the, those four guys. You're going to have four solid – if you make the playoffs, you're going to have four solid running backs uh, that's going to be um, – I start them and I forget about it. Don't have to worry. Right. And that's that's where you want to be. You you love to see it, you, as they say. You love to see a set and forget position. Yeah. Just don't forget it on their bye weeks. <laughs> well, they shouldn't have any at that point. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and unless, unless you're freaking Carolina and you got a week 13 bye. We we can we can move on after this. But I want to add one more thing. I think Derrick Henry is just an amazing football player. Like I watched the majority of this this game, and uh, he's he's just something else. Yeah. It's and for whatever reason, it seems to be that it that you don't see that until like week 11, 12 on every year, like. It, for whatever reason, Derek end of season Derrick Henry is just like the greatest cheat code that you could have. Yeah, he yeah. just wears people down, and you yep. think he would get tired. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and and that's that's what it is. Like if if you watch the game, you know, yeah, he'll have a few breakout runs where he goes for fifteen or twenty yards, and that's great because that's what helps boost his overall yardage. But whenever the dude's getting like twenty six carries and he's getting two to three yards a carry, that Bang. adds up, dude. Like yeah. it, it adds up big time, and he's just steadily hitting every defender that comes at him. And eventually, those dudes are like, "Screw this, man!" Like, I you 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 can't tackle him in the open field. It's the uh, the coach Higginbottom tactic we were all taught. All you need is two point five yards of carry, yep. two point five a carry. <laughs> and by God, we tried it. We ran it on first down, second down, third down, punted on fourth down. <laughs> We had we had, we, we, had, we had four plays in the playbook: run left, run right, run up the gut, punt. <laughs> Defense was do whatever you did on offense, but in reverse order. Yeah, that works for Derrick Henry. Um, all right, moving on to week thirteen. We got four weeks left, and uh, we better enjoy it starting off. It. Starting off here, what's it yours, Colton? Going up against Jay Clark. Uh, Per Jay Clark predicted 115, you're predicted 126. How are you feeling about it? I don't it? believe it, not one damn bit. <laughs> Two weeks ago against Diggins, I think I was projected at like 141. Came nowhere close to it. Against Luke, I was projected at like 136. Didn't come close to it. Well, I mean, I got 121, but that's still not 136. 
you what you want to see is breaking your pre- projection on the top end, not breaking it on the under. And I've been breaking on the under for the last few weeks. Uh, man, I don't know. I, I love what I'm seeing out of DK Metcalf. I wish he would have had a touchdown last week to go with the 177 yards. But uh, running back situation, we touched on that earlier. I really just don't know. I hope that we can go back to, to, you know, this RB1 production. Aaron Jones stands a really good chance against Philadelphia. Uh, Camara against Atlanta. Who knows? He's he's really turned into a straight pass catcher because if you look at his rushing yardage as a RB1, it's absolutely horrendous. But his his yardage is utility yards or multi-purpose yards, whatever they call it, whenever it's just yards from scrimmage total, and it, and it looks great. Um, Calvin Ridley's still banged up, kind of hurt. I don't know if DeAndre Swift is coming back, but I really hope that he is, even though it's against Chicago. And I'm hoping the Chiefs defense at least hits that projection against Denver because, my God, does Denver look bad. Well, they should. Chief D is pretty good. Denver's bad. You're good there. Um, Yeah, I mean, having to go with Murray and Kamara, I mean, I don't blame you for that at all. Kamara's hurt. Um, I know that Atlanta is up there on the defensive side. Aren't they the number one against the run? That's that's the only thing that's got me apprehensive about starting Latavius Murray is because he's, he's not a pass catcher. He can catch the ball if it is thrown to him, but he is not a pass-catching running back. But he does run the ball, in my opinion, better than Kamara just because of his size. Kind of goes back to the Derrick Henry thing. If he gets 15 carries in a game, the odds are he's probably going to get about 60 to 80 yards out of it, and he may or may not sneak a touchdown in on that. And that's kind of been what they've been using him as. But I feel a whole lot better starting Latavius Murray this week than what I do Christian Kurt taking a shot with him again because I've done that three weeks in a row, and I've caught all three of his bad weeks. So, right, uh, and especially the only reason that I would play Kirk this week is a potential defensive move against Kyler Murray, but I don't think the matchup is there against the Rams at all for any of the pass catchers on Arizona, but. Who knows? It, it it may change later on, but we shall see. Um, other side here with Jordan, um, Kyler Murray has been injured, banged up, um, down week last week. Week before was a little, still a little bit worry, lower for Kyler Murray. Um, I think this week he'll have a bit of a bounce back. I'll say he might meet his projection there of 25. You know, if we're doing like a an over-under on that, I think I'd probably take the over on, on Kyler's projection. Um, Kenyon Drake seems to have been pretty solid. Uh, he's going with the Geo start again against Miami. So um, we'll see about that. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Good matchup, but he's been he's been banged up, and then the matchups for Dalvin Cook only get worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I think it's I think it's going to be close. the The only other one that I didn't touch on that I forgot about is that this was actually I think maybe the game that I picked up Jared Goff for two weeks ago was just because of the matchup because Arizona's defense is 
not bad, right. but it's not it's not anything that would really limit Jared Goff from throwing the ball downfield. And I, I can play defense however I want to. It's quarterback position with this one. Well, I can't do it with Josh Allen, but if I if I throw uh, Jared Goff in there, then I can cover both sides of the ball for Jordan over here. If he throws a touchdown to Christian Kirk, cool. I get points off of it too. And if Cup gets a touchdown, which he should, then I can potentially play defense with that on Jared Goff. But Hayden, who do you think's winning winning this one? If um Murray and Cook go over their projections, Felton loses if uh they stay under, uh then uh, Colton, I think Colton got it. That's my two deciding factors there. This this is one of those games that it doesn't mean anything for either one of us other than having a little bit better stat line going into the playoffs. Um, it may it may hurt me or help me depending on what the matchup is week one of the playoffs because if I win this one, I may have a tougher matchup in week 14. But And I guess one more thing I'll say is uh, – the way you have your lineup set now, um, and you got a lot of hard decisions to make, but especially after watching the game. And we talked about the stats earlier about Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams getting mm-hmm. 50-50. I think it, I just found it kind of odd that you're not uh, having him then there instead of Murray against the Atlanta <clears> defense <throat> and Stingy against – It's not back. 100% set. If, if it comes down to it and DeAndre Swift does not play this week against Chicago – then I will probably also flex out Jamal Williams. I'm, I'm, yeah, ba- I'm basically it. pulling a Logan Wells strat here, and I'm trying to pad my projection to make it look better. Yeah, keep Michael Thomas in until the last yeah, second. Keep Michael Thomas out. in, you know, even though you know he's not going to play when he's getting 14 points on a projection. It, it looks better on paper. Got to scare him off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you say this matchup doesn't matter for anything, but Jay Clark's still playing for a bye. That's true. Um, he is still playing for a buy. It matters Jay to Bell him. Has it doesn't buy. matter to me. I, there's no way I can get a buy. Jay Bell has the buy right now. Um, but if he loses and and Jay Clark wins this matchup, um, he'll he'll get it. I think they have the same record right yeah, now. So nine and three. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with you, Colton. Um, I I don't like, despite some of the green. I don't like some of the matchups on Jordan's side. I don't like Giovanni Bernard. Um, Chase Claypool with a tougher matchup uh, this week. Um, so I think that it's going to be close. Um, I'm thinking Kamara is going to get a little bit of a bounce back, and I think you'll take the edge just a little bit. Do we, uh, do we happen to know if Drew Brees is coming back? I mean, not this week. Not this week, okay. I don't think so. Because I, um, I I knew that originally they had said it was possibly like a two to three week deal, right? But I don't figure they're going right. to take any chances on him right now. They're they're gonna they're gonna ride Taysom Hill as long as Drew Brees has any form of a question mark. Well, let's move on to uh, a one that is uh, definitely matters. Um, you know how I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull up Logan's little cheat sheet here for his uh <laughs> the the needs to win here. Um, Stat man. Stat man. 
stat man. He's a stat man. <laughs> He's got a holster with the calculator on the side. Shut out the Bapadoo. Um, so Farce is obviously Farce has got to win. He's he's got to get a win. Um, it looks like that um, he's got a lower chance of getting in the playoffs, according to Statman. And uh, but this has got to happen, obviously. Um, and does according does Statman say that this win is gonna gonna knock you out, Hayden? I know that you're. How much does this affect you? Uh, let me. Let me pull the stat man stats up again. I think um, where is it that I, that I miss? If uh, Forrest wins and Luke loses and I lose, that's the scenario where Forrest beats me. Gotcha. So. That basically, this is this is got to be a big game for Forrest. Um, um, this week, so projections are not that, not pretty close. But I mean, what do you guys? Who do you think? Who do you think can take? I mean, does he have a chance? Uh, I, I think to, I was trying to look at the the sheet's kind of hard to. Kind of hard to follow um, when you're trying. To- it's not a quick. It's not a quick. Uh, oh, quick there's, glance. There's definitely some studying <laughs> that is required on this, but it all makes sense once you get the flow of it. Yeah, you gotta. Forrest needs to win. Let me actually pull this match up here. Colton, go ahead while I look at this. Well, the only thing that I was gonna say is, I think what McKenzie touched on earlier, with the potential of Jacobs being out, I, I don't know how severe his questionable tag is. But if there's any chance that Josh Jacobs does not play, I know that he's got his replacement there. He's got Booker ready to roll whenever needed. But I just don't feel like you get the same value at all. Uh, Devontae Booker against the Jets is a lot less scary than Josh Jacobs against the Jets. Um, McKenzie touched on Tyler Lockett being kind of a letdown as of late. I could see that potentially happening again. So, Forrest does have a chance. It just he he has to have he has to catch J Bell at a bad time. And I think if there was ever a week for it to happen, this is potentially it. Yeah. Um, I think so too, man. I mean, J Bell's team is scary. It really is. But we got injuries. Clyde is injured. I wasn't even sure of that he's got an illness that is not COVID. Um, so that he should be fine. I would, I would assume, um, just not practicing so far. Um, but, uh, it's, it's muddy waters for, for, for the J bell team here. It's crazy how much, um, you know, one player can just change the whole outlook of your team. Cause before they're gone, uh, you have to fill in that wide receiver spot, which yeah. normally impacts yeah, and he's got he's got t- old, old old Timmy P up in there, which is what I was getting at. Normally, you'd have Stephon Diggs and Will Fuller locked in at your two wide receiver spots, and then you could flex lock it or send it down. That forces him to have to make a decision, which ends up being a Denver Bronco receiver. Um, yeah, so that just is a lot about how much one player just completely wrecked your shit. 
Yep. For sure. You can you can be down one guy and it alters your matchup, your your whole strategy for everything. With and that being said, I think um I think J Bell has this. I think Forrest has a couple question marks. He's looking like he's gonna try to trust Cam Akers this week and as a I've owned just about everybody in that backfield program. <laughs> I've had Malcolm Brown, I still have Henderson. That's oh, that's um good luck. Uh, that. For me, Julio is who jumps out at me. And it's not just because of the hamstring issue. It's because of the way the Saints defense has been playing lately. The Saints defense is doing the same thing this year as what they did at the end of last year. They freaking they, – they come together and they literally just swarm the ball wherever it is on the field. And if they're able to get pressure on Matt Ryan, I think that both Julio and Calvin Ridley will both suffer. Uh, this is another one of those games that could potentially turn into a huge blowout with uh, the Saints just basically yeah. doing whatever they want to do for the whole game. I agree. And also the Steelers, Washington – not great. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of ifs. Yeah, because Washington has had a very sneakily good defense. And uh, yeah. Um, addition, in addition to that, Jonathan Taylor, another beautiful running, running, uh, running back, yeah. uh, back committee. So Forrest's entire team is a question mark, um, and I think that uh, Pat Mahomes is going to murder the Broncos um, and will carry J-Bell's team to victory regardless of the rest of his team. Um, I do not think that the Steelers are going to have a good game. Um, and uh, he's got a lot of Steelers. I, I agree with everything else you guys have said. Uh, J-Bell's team is hurting, um, but luckily he gets to go up against Forrest this week. Yeah. So and I think he still gets a win. All right. Uh Next up, let's talk about Logan and Antoine. This is the maybe a uh, preemptive diggy bowl here uh, coming in. Antoine predicted one sixteen, Logan one twenty three. Obviously, both need a win. Big matchup here. Um, what are you guys thinking? Didn't I call this the septic tank bowl? Or did, <laughs> didn't Scary Harry the, refer to their, one of their previous matches? Uh, swimming in the Septic Tank, yeah. I believe, was a previous episode title. What a, fucking, what a fucking prophet. What? <laughs> <laughs> Scary Harry the prophet. Oh, I hadn't heard from that guy in a minute. Yeah, is he all right? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. Wherever <laughs> he is, you can guarantee he's not all right. But he's... He's he's functioning wherever he is. So, I don't uh, I don't know if Logan has any tricks up his sleeve. I don't, or Antoine does either for strategically positioning themselves in uh, in the diggy bowl where they want to be at. Yeah, I, I don't either. But the the main thing that's popping out here, and then I'll let y'all elaborate, is when is Lamar Jackson off of COVID hour. I don't know. The NFL gave him as many as many chances as they possibly could to get him <laughs> off of it. The only okay. thing that I, that I have to say about that whole situation is 
if I was either the 49ers or the Broncos, I would be opening up some form of a complaint or I don't know what kind of action they can file against the league front office. But, man, that's just like a slap to the face. The Broncos had to play a undrafted practice squad wide receiver as quarterback, and the Ravens get their game postponed and rescheduled like four freaking times just so yeah. just so that they can field a team. Like, I mean, come on, man. You know, I understand the Broncos' season is shot, and there's probably not people lining up at the door to to turn their TVs on and watch Denver Broncos football. But, you know, at, at least treat the same situation similarly. That game easily could have been played and just told the Ravens, all right, play with who you got. Yeah, I think it kept being moved because it was all primetime slots each time. Yeah. Uh, supposed to be on Thanksgiving and then moved to Sunday night, Monday night, Wednesday, whatever you um, whatever you call that, 240, not primetime, but whatever. Um, get in when you can. But, yeah, I agree with you. That, that that really looked bad from the outside, and I'm sure they had their reasoning for why they did it. But, man, it just really looks bad whenever you let one team get postponed and rescheduled that many times to try and help you know help them out to field a team. And you make someone who is a, is a horrible, broken-down team right now just, oh, well, play with what you got. All that being said, though, I think Lamar Jack is going to be fine. This game is on Tuesday night. It is Thursday. Um, you know, I Dallas's defense. I think is good. Yeah, I, I I think Lamar is going to be is going to play. Antoine probably thinks so too. He's got him up there in the lineup. Um, David Montgomery has been pretty solid, surprisingly. Uh, Antoine has been benefiting from the Chicago Bears. Um, we got Debo back. Debo Samuel. Um, and uh, Austin Hooper also been pretty solid at the tight end spot. So Antoine's team is shaping up for maybe not being the worst. Uh, but like Hayden said, we are swimming in the septic tank here. Um, and I, and, but I say that, but I think that these two teams right now are, can be. This can be a pretty high scoring game. I mean, this is not a sixty to seventy. Oh, yeah. uh, oh no! Uh, Antoine scored type of game at all. Almost um, fifty last week, and Logan scored like one hundred and twenty. So yeah, right. Um, I do think just looking at Logan's team, Adam Thielen, Brandon Cooks, like you said, Colton is now the guy. Um, who knows what's up with Michael Thomas? And uh, but if he if he's in uh, with Taysom Hill again, then you can expect a lot there. Uh, I see Logan with the def with the the bigger advantage. Yeah, he he definitely does have the the not only the, he's got the matchup advantage for sure. Um, I know. I don't understand why Sleeper is ranking the Aaron Rodgers Philadelphia matchup as red in Philadelphia's favor. Have they just, have they looked at Philadelphia's defense the last couple of weeks? It's pretty bad. It's just for fantasy points allowed at the quarterback yeah, position. They're, they're, so they're ranking it off of the average. And in my opinion, you can't go off of the average because it's it's a weekly deal. And there, there's just nothing about Philadelphia at all right now that scares me on offense or defense. Yeah. So are we all in agreement here that we think that uh, 
Yeah, I, I do. Or, I do think Rogan right. has the matchup, but I also do think that this has the potential to be a shootout game. This 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 may be one of the better games of the week. Closer. I think we may see Logan score his highest point total of the year this week. Right. Um, let's also not forget um, about Tyree Kill over here. Yeah, let's do not forget um, about that. Uh, against another division matchup in Denver and uh, a beat up Denver. So yeah, if he's open, he's he's has a touchdown. He it's goes off Tyreek rolling out a hundred points over the course of two weeks. If he if he goes <laughs> off again next week, team, find out. I'm disbanding disbanding the league because we're in a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Aiden, me and you, um, you're going to hear about this after Logan listens to the podcast because we both just predicted him to win. You know how he feels about that. Yeah, I just said he's going to score the most points of, for the for the year. So. <laughs> We will both yeah. hear about it. For that reason, up, I will now say that I will pick Antoine to win that matchup. Logan's going to score 189 points this week. You know, I would I would love to see it. I would love to see him score 189 and Antoine score 188. If Logan scores, <laughs> if Logan scores 250 points, he wins. We, have, you know, if we if we did something like that, like if somebody scored 300 points. In this scoring system, we just call it like that. We're done. You just—you are the winner, yeah. regardless. Of that. <laughs> like you could be one in ten, and your team scored three hundred, and just like, all right, see you later. <laughs> Burgundy Deers. See you at the cabin next year. <laughs> yeah. All right, Hayden. Let's talk about ours. We got a uh, a close projection here with my one twenty one to your one seventeen. Um. We got the 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 Browns running back competition here. Kareem Hunt against Nick Chubb. Talked about it earlier. Kareem Hunt banged up, and uh, Nick Chubb's getting all the stuff there. Uh, I am down TB12 um, this week, and uh, my team is in the shit. So that's your Philip Rivers boys. <laughs> We're coming in. <laughs> <laughs> P Rivers, Papa Rivers, can you take me to the park to play? Listen, I would have loved to started anyone else, but what? What do you do? <laughs> There's not a whole lot of quarterback left left out there. Every one of my matchups is green except Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's green every week. Yeah, Derrick Derrick Henry's matchup proof. At this point in the season, yeah. So. But you can look at green matchups, but you got to look at the players yep. versus the green matchups there. It's all right. Hayden, uh, Hayden's going to get that retribution game out of his system. He's, he's, he's playing he's playing Jarvis Landry this week. You better watch out. The Browns are going to the shit bowl, and they're fixing to take you to the cleaners, McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we got we, we to gotta watch this Browns game. It's very important. A lot of skin in the game here from the Browns. I had their defense, but I took them out. Yeah, um, I just realized, like every single, yeah, okay, yeah, I got a lot of people playing in that game. Yeah, you, y'all, <laughs> y'all have every offensive player that's notable on the Browns. <laughs> and the Titans, freaking Baker, the Titans as well. Um, Kenzie, there ain't a man in your family if you don't bench P. Rivers and start Baker. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well at this point. I mean. I don't want to play Phillip Rivers. I might just do that. We'll see. I'll think on go, it. Go hit swing for the fences. There you go. Yeah. Uh, 
But uh, Colton, I mean, you being the bipartisan here, what are you what are you thinking about who can take it away? Uh, I hate to be one to say that a game is going to come down to a defensive to a defensive play, but after looking at just what you what both of y'all have, there's obvious strengths and weaknesses on either side. Uh, we've seen Tannehill throw up duds. We've seen Philip Rivers look. You son of a bitch! What? What? What happened? What I do? Look at the waivers. Oh. Did it happen? It happened. It did. It happened. Damn it. <laughs> okay. For those of you listening at home, as we are in the process of recording this, Hayden went and picked up none other than Baker Mayfield. Say goodbye to Darius Slayton, I guess. Um, uh, well, as I was uh, saying, I, I thought I was being called a <laughs> son of a bitch for calling out Ryan Tannehill, and I'm like, oh, guys, that's the damn truth. Uh, we, got a, we got our own thing going over we, here. We have seen Tannehill do bad. We've seen Phillip Rivers do good. Uh, Derrick Henry over Ezekiel Elliott, I'm going to take that all day long. Nick Chubb over a busted-up Kareem Hunt. You know, yeah, got to take that one too. Uh, now where it gets, where it gets a little, a little hairy is, do you take Corey Davis or Pittman? That's one of those deals. Justin Jefferson, I think is definitely going to be superior to Jarvis Landry, no matter what (coughs) last week. And then from there on out, I think it's just almost like a wash for you guys until you hit the defenses. What are you talking about? Kelsey and Burton ain't a wash. Well, I don't even mention Kelsey anymore yeah. because that that's he he is not even a tight end anymore. He is like his own position. He is the Travis Kelsey spot. It's Travis they, Kelsey. They need to rename TE to TC or TK. I almost said TC, and just have if you draft Travis Kelsey, you get a Travis Kelsey spot on your roster is what you get because that's what McKenzie's got with him. But uh, defenses. The Steelers' defense is ranked – or not ranked. It is projected at 11.8 points. I have no idea what Washington's defense is projected at. But those are two defenses that have both been playing absolutely lights out right now. So, if they're both playing good and they both score good, naturally your de- your offenses are not going to be there. So, I don't see the points really coming up that high for either one of those. But – on the flip side of that, I think the 49ers defense could potentially be a bad play against Buffalo, depending upon what Buffalo is able to get going against them. I won't say that defense is a matchup decider here, but I do think that Hayden has the advantage. Well, that's absolutely a given. Um, playing the number one defense against random waiver defense. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, but but you're right about how it could come down to that, considering everything else. What, and what, what, I, what, what I was trying to get to, and, and, and I stretched it out longer than what I should have there, I don't think the Steelers' defense will hit their projection. Because if they're just simply not allowing the offense to move the ball, then the offense is not going to make that many mistakes. It's just going to be three and outs and punt, you know, all over the place. But – they're going to have to find a way to stop Antonio Gibson. And if Gibson goes out there and just torches them, then who knows where it could go. 
I think y'all are fairly locked up and point overall point wise until you get down to the defense. But yeah, so so what are you trying to say here, Colton? What I'm Who saying wins? is I think Hayden has the advantage for a win. There it is. You heard it here. But what do so I Baker Mayfield? What do I know? Less. You starting Philip Rivers? I mean, now I really don't have a choice. <laughs> uh, wanted to maybe make it a little interesting, but uh, trying to I'm trying to take, you know, this show is all about the mediocre fantasy advice. I'm trying to take Colton's mediocre fantasy advice here, make things a little yeah. interesting. That would have been the matchup <laughs> to see, Aiden, and you went and you freaking ruined it. <laughs> I, can, I can force that back here to McKenzie's squad faster and you can say shit. <laughs> if he really wants to. That was, I do not. That was, more, but, of, that was um, more of a joke than anything. I thought it was pretty funny. That was pretty funny, but also kind of pissed me off. All right, one more. Uh, so uh, episodes getting longer and longer each week, it seems like, but that's all right. Um, we got the matchup of the week is what we're calling this week because of the implications here, the even records. Believe it or not, Austin's team has been really good despite not winning any matchups. Um, you know, he has got one of the highest points scored in the league and is going up against the dump with the same record, the Hot Spring County Dump, Luke's team. Uh, Austin's predicted 122 to 107. Don't let that fool you because of Antoine's team last week that absolutely torched him. Uh, the dump is also on fire. Let's not forget that. Um, so this is a big one across the board. Um, yeah. What, what don't, don't also don't take the dumps predictions too literally because he is not, he does not have one player in a wide receiver spot. That is true. I just, just now saw that. The question remains, who is he going to put in that wide receiver slot? I mean, I'm going to bet that one of the flex is going to move to the wide receiver and he's going to put in... Luke has 18 uh, running backs on his bench. <laughs> if you wanted to find a waiver running back, go look at Luke's bench because that's where they're at. Yeah. Uh, to be a little bit more literal, he has six running backs on his bench. <laughs> six running backs, one tight end, one wide receiver. Uh, so... Damn. Um yeah. What are we thinking? Oh. I guess the question remains is the, the not the question remains the question being um can Diggins I mean does he have does he have what it takes to take out the dump? I think he does because Diggins team aside from all, all the jokes and all the all the down putting that you've heard him talk about his own team. His team has done surprisingly well as far as overall scoring goes. Uh, he's just he's he's had really bad luck on some of his matchups. Um, but overall, man, I, I don't see any reason why he would lose this game unless Luke just pulls some kind of serious voodoo straight out of the dump and. Just makes it happen. Everything matchup wise, in my opinion, is going in Diggins' favor. On paper, I see no way that Luke wins this game. Yeah, I, I that I don't either. I know you said don't let the projections fool you, but even 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 if 
fluke. Flex right. is one of his six running backs and moves one of his flex wide receivers up into the starting slot, which is what I'm sure he's going to do. Um, there's not any one of those scenarios that makes me believe that he's he, that he would beat Diggins in this in this matchup. So I think it'll be interesting. The game is obviously going to be interesting for both of them because they're both five and seven leading up to one week before the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see, but I don't think Diggins has a whole lot to worry about. Big Johnson also might not even be the lead back. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If 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 it's Johnson and Johnson handling the ball, David Johnson's gonna get more than Duke Johnson is. Yeah, I still think that Luke's team looks rough. I'm not, I'm really not quite sure how he's pulled out what he has. That, uh, um, that DeAndre Hopkins matchup against the Rams is going to be a rough one. It's going to be a rough one for Hopkins uh, is what I meant, not a rough one for the uh, Rams. Jalen Ramsey yeah. on DeAndre Hopkins, there will be a there will be a fight in that game. That's that's <laughs> honestly the only thing that had me even questioning actually still starting Christian Kirk this week is Jalen Ramsey covering DeAndre Hopkins. 100%. You better believe it. You know good and well Jalen Ramsey and his shit-talking self is going to be all over DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins is probably going to catch some good passes on him, and it's bound to happen. But that is going to be a very rough matchup for DeAndre Hopkins. This team is going to have to blow up. Yeah. Lose, I think. Like, (laughs) just explode into flames. <clears throat> so let's take a look at how that could happen. Miles Sanders, uh, <laughs> I'll start you off number one. Right. There you go. Miles Sanders puts a goose egg up. Very likely to happen. Uh, but just because of the Eagles, Green Bay is the worst uh, <laughs> worst against running backs right now. Um, so it looks great, but I don't trust that against anything. Yeah. Antonio Gibson going up against the Steelers. <laughs> Um, has been great. A great um, running back against a tough defense. Well, uh, eight, seven, seven, eight points in this scenario. Yeah, it's shut, right. Shut down. Uh, Marquise Brown plays for the Ravens um, and has been essentially uh, a total wash this entire season, other than last week. Uh, Darren Waller is a tight end, and we know how that works. Um, and uh, is, this might be Raheem Mostert's first game. No, he was back last week. Um, and so still kind of figuring out the the offense there and, and who's the guy and who's getting what with that. And we've got Damian Harris, who is like in like the five-headed monster of the New England backfield. Um, and so all of those all of those negative cons, Diggins teams, Diggins team um, is uh, – what could and can go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I still think he gets if If Diggins did not have playoff implications on the line here, I would absolutely love to see him play Boston Scott over Miles Sanders and Boston Scott just go absolute ape shit out there and Miles Sanders lay a goose. Because it's it's is equally possible as what you just said a while ago. Boston Scott's touches have gone up. And Miles Sanders have gone down. And the Eagles are terrible. The Eagles are terrible still. 
So there's minimal minimal things whenever, to go around there. You don't try to run the ball and you can't pass the ball. The only thing that you do for four quarters is get sacked and punt or fumble or throw interceptions. I'm trying to decide God, the, done that. the stats, man's sheets on the play, how just how the playoff implications are for this matchup. Right now, uh, according to just what's at the bottom, you have the highest chance, I'm, if I'm understanding that correctly. Seven out of eight scenarios put you in the playoffs. Four out of eight scenarios put Diggins in the playoffs. Three of eight put Forrest in. Two of eight put Luke in. So Diggins needs to win. And you need to win. Yeah. And Forrest needs to lose. That gets Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about to get Luke in. Oh, I was talking about to get Diggins. If I lose, Luke loses, and Forrest loses, it would be Diggins would be in with me. Um, if Forrest loses, loses, and I win, then Luke is in, uh, along with a Luke win. So. This is really there's a, this is this is a crazy crazy week and if you would have beat um uh, Forest. Forest last week it would have been even wilder yeah yeah but uh yeah I think I think we're all collectively gonna go with Diggins here with the stipulation that something uh with the stipulation that his team does not implode on itself right. Um, okay, that'll do it for the matchup of the week, and that will do it for talking about week 13. So, final thoughts here this week as we close out one of the final weeks of the regular season. We better enjoy it while we can, boys. It's about to be another ghost time or another ghost land until August. Right. As soon as, as, soon as the Super Bowl's over with, it's going to be be COVID central again we're gonna be sitting around not doing anything but worrying about COVID and not watching football back in the before times back in the before time. yeah Hayden any closing thoughts this week no it's time to time to get it going it's time to nut up or shut up as a, as a wise man in the hunt in the hunt <laughs> All right, well, let's end it with that. That will do it for us, for me, Bolton, and for Hayden. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.